lodged at the board game shop. Each of you walk in and you all take a glint at obviously you see Danny there. This is a lore master question for Danny. So we know you can see him, but we never really discussed the parameters. Can the others see your ink, your inky friend? <laughs> I like the idea of him being uh, visible, but the mechanic of me having to hide him or him having to hide. I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, so I would imagine that he is a visible creature, maybe only to people who know the supernatural, maybe to everyone. But oh, hang on. So then that gives me a question. Can we see this thing? Or do we get I to roll for that? When did we all end up in the board shop? Are we all in the board game shop? Yes. When did we get there? That okay. was when Danny sent the message to Max to get everyone there. That was a convergence of everyone. Okay, I missed that. I missed that part then. Okay. All good. But yeah, so Max ended up finding Jack on his way. And then sent a text message to everybody else to converge at the game shop. Now, Danny, question, when we talk about <laughs> hiding, are we talking about lampshade hiding and played side? You know what? That's what we're going with if you're okay with that. I was going to say, whatever fits the theme of your world, I am down for whatever you got. I am happy to do however that works. Follow-up question. <laughs> How much uh-huh. do I know as your sibling? I think it would be interesting to, I don't know what, uh, I think it would be interesting to go either direction there. I would agree. Especially Um, if you're hiding it from everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, I I think there are people in this group that I would definitely be hiding Apeggio from. And I think that would probably be Jack as the former mentor, uh, and I think Nathan as the expert. Yeah, I would. I think that Max and Cam are probably the two that know of Apeggio, but don't necessarily know as much about Apeggio as I do. Okay, and we just kind of, we just, I just kind of, Cameron helps you hide Apeggio. Did someone else get suspicious and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing over there. Are you okay? Do you need more sleep?" When like, in Cam doubt, being... deny, deny, deny. <laughs> really when in like doubt, deny and make them feel like they're losing their mind that they already don't have i'm just imagining also just like throwing a sheet over it to be like no what are you talking about this is gonna be fun <laughs> or just it's just like he's just frozen in place oh that's from that new video game that new indie game that, uh, that danny was telling me about the other day it's some ink monster i forget but one of those props from it just help them sell the game <laughs> he's, he's trying to be like a cardboard cutout but it's not really working out too well <laughs> i love it Alrighty. It's basically going to be a replica of the the fro the not the frozen the uh, brave bear scene where the mom is just like stuck like this and then slowly inches away and then it's in another and it's just like oh no it's just it's an automaton it's an automaton. Yeah. If there was an outside audience, they would always know where it is, but we would always be dumb enough to go wait. That's just a lamp, right? Oh, that toaster looks a little different. Like we're just never on top of it. Oh my gosh. For most of you, you're just like, is it, you know what we got? It's one of those things because everybody in Deskvale is used to monsters like living amongst the regular human beings, even if Apeggio is trying to hide himself from the rest of you. It's like one of those things where the barrier of entry to the belief is eh, it's unexpected, but it's also to be expected kind of thing. But as Apeggio is what he coalesces where it's just this black. It's just all black, but it looks like the lamp from Christmas Story. <laughs> it's I mean, like the shape of a leg. just like the shadow person that like, he's like that shadow person that everyone sees at like the edge of their vision. But as soon as they look for it, it's immediately gone. And they're like, did you just see that? See what, dude, the fuck are you talking about? Like, Cam knows it's there. Max knows it's there. But they're like, what are you? T- There's nothing there. What are you? It's a board game shop. What are you, yeah, what are you pe- talking about? Apeggio now looks like the lamp from Christmas Story. Somewhere in the distance, you hear somebody. You're gonna shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> so I'm gonna, wait, I'm gonna wait, start... wait. I just have a quick question. Have Cam- has Cameron seen Jack inside the board game shop yet? Have they actually seen each other? You know what? I'm gonna leave that up to Jack. Ha- Jack has our mad scientist has seen you yet because you uh, and Max got there first, I believe. 
Yeah, I just walked in with Max, so I'm going to say no. I'm looking at all these board games, cursing these sort of new... What does apples to apples even mean? Looking at the names of games and trying to be like, what? This isn't... There's not even a board. This isn't a board so, game. So Cam's just going to... As we're all like... So Cam's going to get there next, I'm assuming. Because what, what does Cameron really do during the day if he's not bugging Danny by lunchtime? So he's going to walk in and do his usual thing. Hey, Danny, got your usual food and I uh, brought you some more jerky I made. Randomly yell like he always does. Ah, is it any good? Hey, Cam's kid. Gonna, Cam, Cam's Go gonna turn. I'm not a kid. I'm s- sorry. Is the jerky you made, adult, any good? My name is Cameron. If you're going to call me something, at least call me Cam. And by my standards, I think it's pretty fucking good. But I don't know. Try it for yourself. I always bring extra for Danny because he doesn't know how to fucking eat. So here's an extra portion. Have fun. So I'm going to hold my hand out for it. And then Cameron's just going to give him like a bagged portion because he gives Danny more than he probably needs to eat in a week. So he gives him an extra portion just because. And then Cameron's going to yell out again, Danny, where the fuck are you? Don't make me tear this place apart again to make you eat. Wow. Such anger. And I'm going to take a bite of the jerky. He's like, roll. It's pretty tasty. That's good. A, there's going to be a lot of anger in this store. Just a heads up. <laughs> Cameron's going to respond to the, there's a lot of anger. Ma- or Cameron's going to respond to the, there's a lot of anger and be like, he doesn't fucking eat. A microwaved burrito is not food. And that is all I see him eat. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Can I see Danny? So what is the microwaved burrito not food? Why are you attacking my diet? Yeah, there's several food groups we in a were single raised. burrito. On microwave burritos, okay? Cameron's really just going to be pulling out like a little mini steno notebook and just flipping through it, just lazily flipping through it. And he's just going to be, as he's flipping, just talking, be like, listen, if you want to eat microwave fucking burritos, that's your prerogative, but microwave burritos offer no sustenance. That is all I have ever seen this kid eat. I'm going to say... He needs other foods, so I basically bring him food. It's at this point, Mason walks in with a thing of donuts, right? <laughs> yeah, at this point, like the most unhealthiest, you know what? Hopefully they sponsor this podcast, but my personal, we're going to go with my personal preference of donuts. I don't know if it's in anybody else's place, but. Krispy Kreme? No. Krispy no, Kreme is. I was going to say Wenchel's. You don't have that here. I think that's just a y'all thing over there. The West Coast is weird. <laughs> sure are. Are there actual donuts within the store now before I say what I say? Yeah. So Mason comes in with the donuts and just puts them onto the counter or whatever. I'm going to reach into, if you want me to roll for this, I can. I'm going to reach into my back pocket and pull out a plastic bag. And I'm going to walk up to the donuts and then I'm going to whisper to Danny and I'm going to say, come here. Danny is dual fisting two pots of coffee and looking at the entire setup like this was a massive mistake and shuffles over close to Jack, looking slightly ashamed. I'm going to pull a tortilla out of the bag and I'm going to grab a donut and I'm going to wrap the donut in the tortilla and I'm going to say, technically, it's a burrito now. Wow. Cameron, oh. Cameron, Cameron's going to overhear this. As he's flipping through his notebook, and he's gonna, without looking up, by the way, from this notebook, Danny, I really hope you've actually drinking some fucking water today, and you're not double fisting some fucking coffee pots right now while putting a donut <laughs> into a. Damn, a burrito. A lot of, a lot of judgment in this story. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, some out character context for y'all that some of y'all don't have. Cameron has agreed to help, quote, study, the spook. In return, to help the spook learn how to properly use his powers. However, the spook doesn't like to eat properly. So, you know, as is with all experiments, you have to make sure that the experiment, i.e. the spook, in this case, stays alive. Therefore, why do you think Cameron is all going very much out of his way to feed this? And in, the, in reality, it has nothing to do with him being an experiment. It's all because Cameron actually gives a shit about his well-being. He's just hiding it under the guise of he's an experiment and I'm just doing it for this. Danny, you had any of them burritos? I don't know what you mean, Max. I I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna go back. Very to healthy now. And look for a fucking burrito in the freezer. Do I want to make Max? Do I want to have you roll for this, Max? Mm. I roll for read a bad situation as soon as I open this fridge. 
see what can happen. Like, All right. Like, just like as soon as you open the freezer, you just see there's no like ice box. There's nothing. Just like an entire just like mini single burritos just stacked all the way through the door, like the inside. And then all the door just has multiple more. And they all look like they're homemade, but they're all wrapped in like this like tinfoil shit. And it's just in there. <laughs> Alrighty. You know what? Let's see how bad this fridge actually is. So, Max, go ahead and roll me a read a bad situation. So, you're going to roll with plus sharp if you have anything That's in it. Dope. Can I also use third eye? <laughs> Remind <laughs> me what third eye does for you. When I read a bad situation, I can open my third eye for extra information. I take plus one hold on a result of seven or more, plus I see invisible things. If I miss, plus seven or more i still get one hold but i'm exposed to supernatural danger please be an invisible burrito in the freezer we no, will it's find not, out it's not, it's not even an invisible burrito it's just a burrito that's been in the freezer for too long it's now grown moldy and has now become sentient it's so frozen it's invisible oh um, hold up let's see how bad it is so max go ahead and yes you can use your third eye Dope. So I get plus sharp and plus one. Or no, the plus one hold is different, right? I don't add that to the roll. Correct. Okay, it's 11. Gosh dang it. All right, so with regular read of bad situation, since you rolled an 11, you get to hold three from the following set of questions. Some of these don't really apply. We can bend them a little bit. So here are the questions from read a bad situation. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victim? All right. So what's the biggest threat in here? Right? The biggest threat is important. It's the biggest threat in this fridge. And I have four because it's three plus my one. Yep. So technically four. So questions. Is there a place I can find these so I don't have to try to remember with my tiny brain? So if you take a look at in player handouts, I believe I put in a move reference sheet for all the basic moves there that tell you what everything does and also has the list of questions as well. Also, shameless plug, you should buy a physical copy of the book. It's great. You're using (laughs) your brain for this. We're just winging half the shit we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a sentence that I this is a question I never thought I would ask myself. What is the biggest threat in this fridge? I'll tell you what the biggest threat of this fridge is. Max, as you open up Danny's work fridge, when you open it up, it's like the stereotypical. It's like one of those fridge freezer combos where they both open with the singular doors, like one of those tiny ones that college kids put in their dorm rooms all the time. So as you open it up, bottom is the fridge on the top is the freezer. As you open it up. You see a couple of things. You see some like leftover Chinese food, half a slice of pizza. But as you dig your way through, the biggest threat is that there looks to be this massive like California burrito just thrown into the back of the fridge. And it is the biggest threat. The reason it's a threat is because it's so caked in at the back wall of the freezer that it is frozen over and is now attached to the back of the freezer where it is right next to like the mechanical part that keeps the freezer really cold. And so it's just baked on to it as well. It could blow at any moment, honestly. <laughs> and now right. I tell you, now I say this is why Cameron brings him food, because if not, he does shit like this. Are there uh, any dangers we haven't noticed? You found the burrito problem, so that's a big danger. I wouldn't call. Let's see. What other dangers haven't you noticed quite yet? Four questions about a freezer. <laughs> As you look into the freezer, you swear that the pizza has it's gotten a little moldy. It's been a couple weeks old and it's a little moldy in there. But you swear that you see the mold start to move a little bit. OK, what's most vulnerable to me? In this fucking freezer. (laughs) The most vulnerable thing to you is the fact that your brother said that there was no burrito and there's a big ass burrito in the back. So the most vulnerable thing right now is probably. So if we were going to get physical with it, the most vulnerable thing is probably this burrito. But if we're like talking metaphorically speaking, your brother's dignity of not wanting to eat a burrito. (laughs) Okay. And then what's the best way to protect the victims here? So the best way to protect everybody and we don't get a case of E. coli is to throw the pizza and throw away the burrito. 
That temptation okay. needs to go. So we're just going to burn the fridge. Like I'm <laughs> going to cast fire magic and burn shit in the fridge. That's oh, what we're doing. And then I'm going to close it. Cam, Cameron's just like basically while they're doing all this is going to walk over to Danny and be like, here's the food. Just hand him like a plastic grocery bag kind of thing and be like, here's your food. Here's your lunch. You are going to eat it. You are going to put the coffee pots down and you are going to drink some fucking water. So <laughs> there's also a in here that I know you like. Max, since you're going to use your fire magic, I'm going to have you roll use magic for me. So you're going to roll plus weird. Okay. Does this count as practitioner since I'm good with fire magic or is that only for combat things? No, because it doesn't necessarily state it's for combat. Anytime you use magic, period, since it's fire, then it works. Dope. Dope. You like to you like to see it. That's uh, 15. <laughs> what did you roll? 12. <laughs> Gosh dang, bro. Oh, uh, you're going to you're going to be a pain in my keister this whole. Okay, so, so here we wait, go. I just have a question oh. about rolls. We roll three dice and add all three together? Two. Two. Okay. Because he's the spell slinger, I feel I f- I figured that his plus weird would be up there, but 15. Okay, I just, holy I wanted crap, to make bro. sure. Alrighty, so here, on a plus 10, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. You can inflict harm. You can enchant a weapon. You do one thing that is beyond human limitations. You bar a place or portal to a specific person or a type of creature. You trap a specific person, minion, or monster. You banish a spirit or curse, or in this case, we could say the burrito is technically a curse from the person's object or place it inhabits. (laughs) You summon a monster into the world. Communicate oh. with something that you do not share a language with. Observe another place or time. Heal one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. Can I summon a fucking thing to eat this shit? Okay. Please. What thing are you going to summon into the material plane? I cannot believe we're doing this. A demon with a straw. No. I'm imagining wait, wait. Just, like the giant. Uh-huh. You're setting the entire fridge on fire, correct? So- like the entire no, no, wait, we've go. changed this. We've changed this because I didn't know what I could do with use magic. So now we're doing fun things, <laughs> which so technically it would be like a 13 instead. 14. OK, curious. Yeah. Now you have so my it's going to be attention. it's just going to be this tiny little like centipede looking thing. It's just a worm with large teeth. The teeth make up half the worm and it's going to just dig through the burrito. And the is it, you literally you're giving me the description of the snake from Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But you said it's tiny. Yeah, it's about, it's about yay big. Oh, God. And it's just going to eat the pizza, the burrito, and everything else in the fridge. I'm imagining... And then I'm going to shut the fucking fridge. Okay, so you so for everyone who... Re- this version of Teen Titans was gross. Remember Starfire's little, like, pet, Silky? That's yeah. literally what I'm imagining. Silky yep. is just... You summon Silky, you put it in the fridge, and then you close the fridge and you just hear literally eating everything. And as soon as you open it back up, it just has a toothpick in its mouth and it just burps. And then it just waves at you, Max, and then it just poofs back into its dimension. I'm I'm actually going to close the door and leave it there. And then I'm just going to look at Danny with a raised eyebrow. Uh, The rock eyebrow. I'll be like, "Mm." Cameron's going to. Sorry, go ahead. Danny has put the coffee down so everyone has access to it, has pulled out his water bottle and takes a bite of the recently gifted burrito, thanks to Jack, and goes, ah, my fucking brother's so much cooler than I am. Cameron's going to lean and whisper to him, I still like you better than your brother, if that counts for anything. That's fucked up. It does. That's Thank you. <laughs> he's just gonna he's just gonna reach over while holding his like he's got the little steno pad like this. He's gonna reach over and just give Danny a little head pat and flip to the last page of the notes he took. Okay, so on to actual business, which we know doesn't take more than a fucking minute of our time. Any changes? Oh yeah, what's this about the ghost? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna run through the whole power thing. Any changes, anything I need to know that has that is of concern. To note for the experiment, so you can just keep a note going of that. Everyone, this is Talia, and Talia unfortunately recently died. Can we we see Talia? Oh, definitely. Okay. Did we not? Cameron's gonna shut the notebook and look at Danny and be like, okay, so would you like to explain what the fuck you did this time? So did we 
We just looked at, we didn't even acknowledge Talia when we all came into this board game store. Here's the thing, because when everybody walked in, the primary focus was, was were there hidden burritos in this fridge? So technically, right. that's what happened. And so, I'm just imagining Talia's like off in the corner. She's just watching all this go down and she's just, yeah, okay. In her head, she's thinking, I asked these people to help me out. I don't know if this is going to be a good idea, is, but you know what? This is going to be good. Fucking called. This is who you fucking called. So, uh, this is kind of meta, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How much of the burrito demon scorpion eater did we see? We saw all of that just happen right in front of us? Where's the fridge? It's a better question. I right. feel like I mean, it's behind the... Actually, Danny wouldn't know this. Danny, where would the fridge be in your little store? I think this particular fridge is right behind the counter. I think this is where it's like when you're going to sell the avid gamer geek their Gatorade or bottled water or whatever... This is you mean the stuff fridge. that Daniel? Yeah, like it's part store fridge and then part fridge, and this was the personal fridge part of the adventure. All right, I gave you a fucking fridge cleaning worm. Enjoy. Okay, so we saw, but maybe we weren't. We didn't realize how far that went. I'm no. Going to, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say, and now you also have a ghost that's just chilling, be like, hey. I'm going to say hi to Talia while I'm wrapping a donut up in a tortilla. And Cameron's going to look at Danny with a pointed look like, Danny, I would like an answer to my question, or I will be using your full name. What the fuck did you do? I didn't do anything. I have never... Have I met Talia in before, you know, she died? Or no? So, here's the thing, and this is just a kind of common knowledge for everyone, so... No, you did not. You wouldn't have had any interaction with Talia while she was alive, though you are familiar of who she is because of her last name. Because as it was mentioned in the last session, Talia is the daughter of the local preacher man, Father Porcinsa, at the local congregation down the street or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, this is the preacher's daughter and she dead. She dead dead. Yeah. So Danny's going to say, look, I... Never had the pleasure to meet Kalia before she passed. However, she is Father Forsense's daughter, which seems important. And this seems like something we should probably all work together to solve. But she came to me and we spoke with her. And I saw from her perspective what happened in her last moments. Also, Luther was there at the diner when she stumbled back into the deities. And then I'm going to give them the rundown of what I saw from Talia's point of view of being in the woods and the chasing and then stumbling into the diner and then the hospital and then nothing. Yeah, so as Danny is recalling all this information to you all, so the important bits is from the beginning, Talia was being chased by in the woods. She thought she was safe. She was oh so wrong because then it's something grabbed her and snatched her away. Next thing she remembered was where encountering Luther at the diner where she passed out. Then she got to the hospital where her dad was in the room and then everything just went black. So things it's like trying it's like working with damaged film reels where you have bits and pieces of the storyboard, but the connecting events are either missing and or damaged so you but you do have a good sense based on danny's description of the timeline of her last couple of talia's last couple hours on this planet before she died of course talia is just sitting there just nodding and just floating there listening to danny recount everything and then she finally speaks up yeah it's I wish that I could remember more coherently, but that's all I really remember. So you don't remember anything about what was pulling you through the woods, what grabbed you? And Talia... Anything anything that you could give us? Like, colors, something. Could you show us exactly where? If you'd like, I could do it. And she just scratches her head a little bit. I can do it. And she closes her eyes a little bit and thinks, I think I can guide you there, though I don't. Wait a minute. And she thinks about it. Wait, I think I can help you out with that one. And she kind of looks around. Yeah, I think I can help you out with that one. Or at least the general area. 
and she's would it be like, too, too traumatic for you to go there? Do I need to pull a map out so you can show us on the map where you think you could be? And she just looks it down a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I can give you a description and draw the map. I'm still coming to terms with my own death, so to speak. You can pick up a pen. You can pick up a pen as she like phases through trying to pick up a donut. She's like, ghost, no physical form. Cameron's gonna, sure. Cameron's gonna walk over with a notebook and just basically tell her or ask her fucking words. I'm having a tick. I'm having a tick tack right now. Oh, sorry. She's gonna ask her to basically describe what it is that she fucking saw. Okay. And he's gonna uh, just basically jot it down in the little journal. Cool. So you're taking notes, and as Talia is giving you descriptions as well, you're drawing sketches in it as well now granted since all of you are denizens of duskvale you are very familiar with the geography of the town as well as part of the forests that kind of surround this small sleepy little town and upon finishing you do now have a map of a general location of where talia described her moments in the forest as well and as you finish jotting it down, Talia also just thinks a little bit. Now that I think about it, and her eyes go wide, oh, you know what? And she looks at all of you. Do you also mind talking to two other people for me? Now that I've realized that I'm dead, there's two people that probably got hit the hardest with all this. Do you mind also speaking to my dad? And can you also speak to my girlfriend as well? So Cameron's more focused on just looking at the map because he's not exactly a people person, not his area of expertise. He's just reading it and suffer, suffering his own general tick attack. Just Ooh, random fair. curse words just making their way out of his, just like random curse words, making no sense whatsoever. Is there something you'd like us to say? Morse and Talia's is just like, I'm just looking to see how they're feeling. Obviously... It's only been a couple of hours, but because technically it really has been a couple of hours since she's died, if we're being completely honest here. Fucking bitch. It's what's it called? What? It's one of the <laughs> it's one of those things where. To, so out of RP moment real quick. So it's one of those things when somebody does die. And from what I know about the lore of ghosts is like within the first initial couple of hours, it's more so that lots of things are going through their head is like they're dead, but it's oh snap. What about my loved ones? Like life flash before my eyes type of thing, all that good stuff. And so Talia is just, I'm just curious to see how they're doing. I didn't get leave them on the best of terms. So I want to help them. I just want to see how they're doing. And that's all. And she shies away a little bit and starts looking down at the floor a little bit. You, you know what? <clears throat> you know what? I'll just give it to you all. You all get the sense that th there's something more to her wanting to have you check in with her father and her girlfriend. But she's not verbalizing exactly why. And she's dancing around the heart of it, so to speak. I'm going to take a bite out of my donut burrito and I'm going to walk up to Talia, mouthful of food because I'm a horrible person. And I'm going to say, I know your dad and you're from here. I don't care where you were. Why were you in those woods, girl? Cameron's okay. going to immediately point. snap his head up and be like, you're going to chew with your mouth closed. Finish your food before you talk because that's fucking disgusting. All right, Jack, let's see. I'm trying to figure out which one would work. You know what? He's not concerned with the where or the when, just the why. Alrighty, so I'm going to break the rules a little bit. I'm going to bend this move because technically you're trying to get somebody to tell you something they don't want to. So I'm going to have you roll Ooh. manipulate someone. Okay. <laughs> so I need you to roll plus charm. Damn it. Oh, wait. Well, my charm's not terrible. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. I hope that's right. Hang on. Let me double check charm. Because that doesn't make sense. My charm shouldn't be plus anything. My charm was crap. It's funnier, <laughs> if, it's funnier if my charm is crap. So hang on. Let me make sure. <laughs> no, I said that. I said this. Oh, yeah. my Okay. My charm is minus one. Perfect. Okay. That's what I wanted. I know how stupid I am. So here we go. So 
totally, that's totally gonna help us. A minus one to charm. Oh, that's so great. It does <laughs> so much sense. As long so, as he doesn't get below a six, he should be fine. It's a six. <laughs> oh my gosh! What the? Okay, okay I'm sorry. Do you say it like that? Like six? Like it sounds like you're saying ah is an ah real monster. Because you put injustice right. on the syllable. Okay, but this is a good thing because John, now because you were here last session, so anytime you fail at a roll, which is getting a result of six or less yeah. on your sheet, you do get to mark experience. Oh, <laughs> so you get to check in one of those little boxes and you gain experience, but on a plus six with manipulate someone. So with the six or less, your approach is completely wrong. You offend <laughs> or anger the target. So yeah. narrate to me what exactly is said and what goes down. I, in trying to be cooler than I actually am, I probably take a bite of said donut burrito a little bit bigger than I wanted. So it probably doesn't come out as a, why were you in the woods? It comes out more like, and there's just crap coming out of my mouth. I might even choke a little, like, woods, woods. And there's nothing to drink, so I'm screwing myself. So I will excuse myself while I'm speaking. Cameron's Cameron just going to be listening to this happen, and he's just going to be basically taking notes on what Talia has told him and everything that's going on so far. Without looking up, he's going to be like, so what did we learn from this experience? And I'm going to try and look for a Mountain Dew in the game board store cooler. Of course, there we Don't open I open it, which is a mistake. <laughs> you open it, you see Silky there just with the little toothpick in its mouth, and you just hear the loudest as it burp. Cameron, Cameron is literally just watching this or listening to this go on, and Cameron's going to be like, why the fuck is he here again? Who brought him? That was Adam. a perfect burp, Mikey. It's sad to say I've had practice. I'm going to look at the burping tiny creature, and I'm going to say... And then grab a drink of whatever's in there and just crack it open and drink it. Better it. yet, it just takes it takes one of the Mountain Dews and just hands it to you. And then that, it closes the door itself. There's the joke. That's the Beetlejuice moment you're looking for. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, Cameron's just going to basically turn to Danny and be like, Danny, you still haven't answered my questions yet. Which ones? About the ghost? You didn't answer what the fuck. You didn't answer the other questions I asked you about. Any changes? Or if there's anything of note that I should know about regarding your powers or anything else that you think I should know? Oh, I communicated with a ghost for the first time. So that's cool. I can kind of, that's <laughs> yeah. the obvious I'm talking about. Anything else you can't explain? Objects floating? Weird shit you can't explain? Objects moving in general? Nope. I'm Nothing. still, still low on that you... Harry Potter nonsense. I, I can't Hearing move stuff with my mind. There. Hearing stuff that isn't there, seeing stuff that isn't there, feeling stuff that isn't there. Can I, when he says that, can I move a book past him with magic? Oh my (laughs) god. Are you really? Wait, are you using magic to move a book? I I would say, I I have a smart-ass comment for Max if he actually does that. I have the best smart-ass comment, and it is going to be a direct comment to the character. Well, since we're using magic, I guess... Roll magic. <laughs> Gosh dang Let's it. Let's go. I want to throw a knife at the What'd, fucking... what'd you roll? <laughs> Target practice. Oh, God. Okay. Right, here we can go. We, so, can we say that he tried to do it and one. it ends up hating Cameron or something? Okay, so this is... So here's the thing. So anytime Matt... If I'm going to be completely honest, just as a full context in the terms of this game, probably the most dangerous move anyone could use in this game is use magic. Because if you fail... I get to decide what happens, but here's what goes down. So, well, the good thing is, Max, you get to mark experience, so you get to check off one of the little experience boxes. But here's the thing. On six or less, you lose control of the magic. This never ends well. So, here's what goes down. I'm concerned already. Beat the shit out of him with a book. It's fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, Max, as you try to move this book with your magic, you forget that there is a little bit of drawback to your magic prowess and you lose a little bit of control. As you're saying the incantation to move this book, you say the wrong thing, which causes another spell to happen, so to speak. So instead of the book, instead of the book just moving, 
you see the whole shelf begin to vibrate and just move and they all float out. The problem is that you said a couple of components wrong, so it wasn't the move object spell, it was the animate object spell. So now these books turn to the side, and like Mario 64 with the piano, the they open their mouths like they have Pac sharp Man. teeth in it. Yeah, Pac-Man essentially. And these books start flying everywhere. Not so much that they're trying to take a bite out of you, but it's like annoying like masses of birds that just dive and as this happens, Cameron turns and immediately looks at Max and is like, this is exactly why I like your brother more than you right now. This is exactly why. I can make the book float. But he's, Max is going to be like, yeah, but at least your brother can make it, can not do this shit and cause harm to other people in the process. This is why we don't know what we're doing. This is why if we don't know what the fuck we're doing, we don't do shit. This is why we don't do shit if we don't know what we're doing. You guys are having this conversation as you're ducking and weaving between these books. And it takes a couple of minutes with all of you just like hiding behind chairs. Somebody, some of you are hiding behind the counter. At Cameron's this point, gonna grab one and try and frisbee it back at Max to try and hit him in the face. As they hear, <laughs> this is the repercussions of your fucking actions. Just like frisbee that shit at him. Okay, so you're frisbee. attempting to. Yeah, so you're I'm attempting-, attempting to frisbee. I'm attempting to frisbee a book. At Max, because I'm angry at Max because he did he tried to be do something cool, and now everybody else is suffering the consequences of his actions. Okay, so then since you're trying to throw a book at Max, which is technically an attack, I'm gonna have you roll kick some ass. So you're gonna roll with your plus tough. So two d six, and then whatever. One. So you're gonna add, roll two d six and add a plus one, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Before you say the result, can I add a thing to this really quick? Sure, what do you want to add? Can I jinx? <laughs> oh my god, okay. So, like just, just for a heads up, just a heads up, Cameron just rolled a 13. Okay. Oh. I rolled 12 total, but I have a plus one to my top. So, All right. I just so, rolled a fucking 13 to frisbee a fucking book in his face. Danny, what does jinx do again? So, jinx, you can encourage coincidences to occur the way you want. When you jinx a target, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, hold 2, and on a 7 to 9, hold 1. On a miss, the keeper holds 2 over you to be used in the same way. And I have a list of things that I can do. Do you want me to read all of them? You know what? Let's... Yes, go ahead and roll to tell me. Okay. Um, so what are I you could... going to do? I'm, const- I'm curious. Uh, so now. I could interfere with a hunter, giving them minus one forward. I can help a hunter, giving them plus one forward by interfering with their enemy. I can interfere with a with what a monster, minion, or bystander is trying to do. I can inflict one harm on a target due to an accident. The target finds something you left for them, and the target loses something that you will soon find. So, I'm going to jinx Cam... And try and give them a minus one forward on this one. Oh, dang. It's still, it's still going to be a 12, I think. I know this is an audio format, Mikey. Uh-huh. Oh, no! <laughs> snake For the eyes. listening audience. <laughs> listening audience. That's some snake eyes. So, uh, that's fun. So, so I you anyway, fail the jinx. Two. You fail the jinx. I did. And I get to hold it. I get to hold two over. So here's the thing. Does the book frisbee into his face? That's all I want to know. Oh, it definitely does. And then when Danny tries to jinx it, it backfires. So yep. the book will ricochet off of Max's face, and then it subsequently goes flying back over to Danny, and it just gut checks you at the same bit before starting to fly over. And as this chaos is happening, you just hear from what was supposed to be this lampshade, right? <laughs> this lamp. You just hear an audible... Oh boy, here we not again. And, it's, and at the top of his lungs, everyone, and Danny, you know this to be Apeggio. Apeggio, just at the top of his lungs, just yells. He just yells. He just yells. Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit. So he says something in a different language, but I'm going to be using Spanish because, you know, I'm going to inject all that into my gates. So at the top of his lungs, you just hear this booming voice. That just says auto and just which equates to stop. And the books just stand in midair a little bit before all dropping to the floor. And Apeggio just takes off the lampshade a little bit and just returns to his goopy form. So <laughs> after hearing alto, 
Jack, still holding the Mountain Dew in his left hand, reaches behind his back and places his hand at his belt, but hand is on something, but not doing anything. Just hand is there behind his back. Just there, and then takes a sip of the Mountain Dew, staring at whatever the hell just yelled Alto under a lampshade. Cameron's going to immediately, after everything is done, just drops to the floor, turn to Max and say, never do that again. I know you're trying to be cool, but don't do it unless you know you're going to fucking succeed. I'm not dealing with this again. Next time, I'm just going to kick you in the face. Point blank, rather abrasive today. Oh my gosh. So at this point, (laughs) Apeggio takes off the lampshade and walks over to you, Danny. Kid, this is all fine and dandy and everything, but if if I could not, like, clean up your guys' messes all the time... Remember what happened last time? Do we need to? We don't need to talk about the subway sandwich incident. We we don't need to bring up. We don't. Need I'm to sorry. Up. What? I'm no, sorry. Wait, 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 real quick, real quick. OC question: Would Cameron know about the subway sandwich incident? Just out of curiosity. Nope. nope. The only people who know about the subway sandwich incident is Danny and Apeggio themselves. Yep. Okay. I just I was curious because I feel like Danny may have shared a few things, and I didn't know if that was among the one things he did. Can that shame okay. shall go with me to my grave. Can I roll yeah. to see if I see Arpeggio? He's pretty... I don't think you'll miss a blobby ink monster. It'd be pretty hard to miss. Yeah, but based on the description, it was you have to have some kind of supernatural experience or whatever. So this voice did come out of nowhere, so I feel like we heard the voice that stopped the books. You also watched me animate a bunch <laughs> of books. So we're oh, seeing yeah. a lot of weird and crazy shit. So I'm wondering if Yeah, now... but at the same time, you if I remember, actually, hang on. If the veil is thin, do I see weird, creepy inkblot creature? Remember, due to our relationship, you thought Cameron was dead because of a supernatural incident. Sure. Remember? Yeah. And sure. Cameron thought you were dead because of the same thing. Absolutely. So you would have experience with supernatural, so you'd be able to see it arpeggio. That's up to Mikey. Because of that. And if Mikey agrees, I won't roll for it. So I'm actually going to leave this decision with Danny. So... By all intents and purposes, Apeggio is the... You are the only person who can really see Apeggio unless he wants to be seen. But even though I am playing Apeggio, mechanically speaking, he is still tied to Danny. So, given with the chaotic energy and Apeggio stopping the books, Danny, I'm going to leave it up to you. Would this constitute to where Apeggio, like lifts that veil in order to control the chaos and can the rest of the hunters now see him is up to you hey i'm gonna go with a middle ground here i think heard apeggio's magical command and everyone can see apeggio but nobody can hear apeggio except for danny Ooh. and i <sighs> think that's where that i think that's going to be the difference you hear danny talking to himself from your perspective, you don't hear Apeggio's voice, but you do see a little inky blobby monster on the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cameron's okay. just gonna make, I like that. Cameron's just going to naturally make the assumption that he's seen him talking to something, and he's going to assume it's the inky blob monster. He's not going to question it. And during their discussions about Danny's powers, he's going to say, have you heard? Talking to things that aren't there or hearing things that aren't there. The inky blob monster does not fucking count. Like, that popped up at least once or twice in their conversations. Inky blob man does not count. Yeah. And so, Apeggio walks over to you, Danny. And again, everyone can see it, but Danny is the only person you can hear. Apeggio goes to you, Danny. So, maybe this wasn't necessarily the best idea, but you know what? This is the only one we got. So, this is what I'll tell you, Danny. It seems, thanks to Minus, and looks over to the fridge. Kid, what did I tell you about the burrito? We, t- well, we talked about this. If you're going to hide it, you got to hide it better. You just don't stick it into the back of the freezer. But that's besides the point. <laughs> I think, thanks to Talia, now it seems we have a general location. But also because I think this girl is hiding more than what she is, if I'm being completely honest. So I think... Also talking to her good old dad and her girlfriend might yield some results. Now, however, he looks around. Danny, the only reason I'm about to tell you this is because me and you are attached to the hip, but not by choice. It is what it is. Technically, this makes you the de facto leader. So you're going to need to 
put on your big boy pants and you're going to need to explain to them what needs to happen. Since, you know, you're the I would do it, but they can't really hear me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do that. Danny's going to straighten up and look at everyone in the room and say, okay, everyone, first off, this is Apeggio, and he's my friend. And some of you know about Apeggio, and some of you don't, and that's okay. But Apeggio here is going to help me help us sort this out for Talia and gesture towards Talia. And now what we're going to do is, okay, we need to go and visit the place where she, what she saw in her final moments out in the woods. But we also need to go and talk with her father and probably her girlfriend and get that other angle. And that's going to be the best way we can do, or the best path forward so we can get her to her next step of her afterlife. And I understand if you all don't want to help me with this, but this is something that I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it my way with a shaky voice and fist at that one. No. Crack happens, it's like, my way! Oh, no. um, but then we're going to get too, too into the Rick and Morty zone, and I can't go there with John again. I just can't. Oh, there look, Cameron's going to look at Cameron's going to look at Danny as he's giving this speech, and he's going to be like, okay, so where are we, what are we going to do first? Also, we're not leaving till you eat. There, there is That something. wasn't a question, by the way. There is something I wanted to try in the forest, but I had one other question for our ghostly friend before we go over there. And Talia just perks up a little bit. Yes? What can you tell me about when exactly your unfortunate accident occurred? How long ago was it? Let's see. Well, I died a couple hours ago. A couple hours before that, I wandered into the diner. And Talia closed her eyes a little bit. And I was in the forward a couple of days ago. So mm, I'm thinking. Cameron's so, going to perk up at the mention of the forest. Is there a reason you were in the forest or did you just go for a hike or something? You know what? I was it was a couple of days ago. So granted, it is currently a Friday. A couple of days ago would be for her Tuesday. It was couple days ago on Tuesday, I usually go out and run through the forest. It's the off season for cross country. And so I just run in order to keep the training up, even though the season is over. To be clear, you were in the diner right before you were taken or something happened in the forest, right? Oh, I was in the forest Tuesday and then I was running from I don't remember what. Then when I came to, the last thing I remember was walking into the diner a couple hours ago and seeing your friend, Luther, which, by the way, Luther is just like chilling in the background. (laughs) Yes, Mason. Does the afflicted have, do we see like on the ghost, like what she looked like before she died? Or do we see like her death like like she's all muddied and twiggy and do we see the marks that were on her body when she died or is she like like she was on tuesday Ooh, okay excellent so we're gonna add this little spicy little bit because that is very excellent the only thing that we've been told is that she's wearing a hospital gown that's all we know yes and that was the conversation that danny had but as she's recalling the events of what happened in the forest her appearance changes where she's dressed in kind of what she was wearing before while she was running. So light like track jacket and like sweatpants and some running shoes and things like that. And as she's recalling this, you can see that her shoes are muddy. There's like twigs and leaves all in her hair. And you also see parts of her outfit like are ripped, torn, like they got caught on something. And like on the left side of her jacket, you seem to see just tear marks, but it doesn't look like it's anything monstrous or animalistic. It looks more so that somebody tried to grab and got a hold of it. And just typically how the force goes when someone grabs like a sleeve or something and you pull hard enough, like the stitching comes loose a little bit. So it seems that something grabbed her with enough force, but she fought back to the point where like it ripped a little bit. 
Cameron's going to be taking notes on this and going to make a comment to Danny. I may need to borrow one of your many notebooks you don't fucking use. Danny notebook. Just make the offhanded comment because he's basically, as he's making these notes of not only what he, what Danny's telling him, but what's happening to Talia and what other information I need. He's running out of space in his little teeny tiny steno pad and making the comment like, I may need to steal one of your notebooks just for science purposes. Excellent. Mason. Oh. Do we see any identifying marks on her? Like anything, any bruises I could look at? Any marks? Any, is there like a branding or something that I could look at and go, hey, wait a minute? Okay. So, Mason, I would like you to roll investigate a mystery for me, please. So you're going to roll your 2d6 and you're going to add your plus sharp. (laughs) He dropped his dice. Jumanji, as we call it. I'm going to take that dropped roll because I rolled a six and then the one that rolled on the ground next to the printer was another six. So I'll take that 14. Dang. Alrighty. So obviously on a plus, so 10 plus, so 10 or more, you get to hold the two questions. So these are the questions that you can ask. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? So that also pertains to any of the markings on her because I'm going to bend it a little bit. What can it do? What can it what can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? So you get to ask two questions. I really need you to start just sending me them so that I can look at it visually because hearing it fucks me up sometimes. In player handouts, the reference sheet is there, but Dakota will probably send send you the link. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one better. Let me fucking edit that so it doesn't look like shit. Cool. Nice. So yeah, so you get two of those questions, Mason. What sort of creature is it? And so creature. What's being concealed here? I love that question so much. Alright, so we'll start. Ooh, okay. And I'm actually glad that you got succeeded because this is going to be fun to give it to you. So what sort of creature is it? So based on the descriptors that Talia has mentioned as she was recounting her run through the woods and just observing now her in her track uniform as she was thinking about this. Mason, given your expertise, like a bard master, like jack of all trades, master of none as the expert, so to speak, it's like the equivalent of knowing way too much bar trivia, like half the time, like these facts are useless in certain contexts, but when they matter the most, you just can recall anything that you have. And as you're taking a look at it and you're looking at the tears on her jacket and everything, you notice that based on the rip, that it seems like whatever ripped this was more humanoid in form. So it seems that enough strength was given to the fact that whatever was pulling at Talia's jacket seems to have enough strength of anything humanoid. So it's not like super strong. It's not super monstrous, all that good stuff. Now, the more important thing, what is, yeah. So what is being concealed here is the most important thing. Again, tapping into your expertise, you also notice the same kind of tattoo on Talia's wrist that Danny did during his talk with her. The only difference here, though, is Mason, you recognize this mark given your research into the occult. The five leaf clover with the red eye in the middle of it represents a cult that is known as Alt Ego. A-L-T-E-G-O. So I will message you more in detail, more about Alt Ego, but for the basic point of it, you know that it is a cult from history that has that symbol of the five-leaf clover and the red eye in the middle of it. And I will give you more intricate details in a private message in your notebook of what that all contains. I'm excited for that. I'm telling you, man, the expert is so much fun. So, yeah, (laughs) that plus 14, man. (laughs) So from what I can tell, there's no creature. But what I can tell from the mark that she has on her body, it's like a tattoo or a marking of a five leaf clover with a red eye in it. 
that marking is from a cult. That one's going to be fun to deal with. Didn't know they were in this area, but that's going to be fun to deal with. I think what we need to do is we can either go together to the two places or we can split the group. And what do you guys think? I'm out of my depth here. I'm okay with uh, going as a group if we want and we can just... I'm going to turn to the group and I'm going to say, I know her dad. He don't like me. Cool, you're coming with me. We're going to go see him. Great. I guess we walk out. Are we walking out right then? <laughs> cool, you're coming well, with me. Okay, so for the sake of my DM notes, so I don't forget this. So it seems that Jack and Mason are going to go talk to the good old <laughs> preacher man, which leaves our brothers. What are you two going to do? Do you want to go to the forest? I think we should go to the forest, yeah. I think combined weirdness and go check out the weird forest. Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a trip. All right, so for my notes, I'm going to put this down, that Jack and Mason are going to go talk to Father Forcinsa and the Calavera brothers. Oh, it's going to be so much fun to keep saying that. The Calavera brothers are going to, yeah, the Calavera brothers are going to go to the forest to see what they can find. This is going to be good. So Uh, at this, go ahead. Can I do something as I walk, as I walk out, (laughs) brothers Grimm, as I walk out with now no longer donut burrito Burrito donut. I'm going to walk by Talia as we're leaving, and I'm going to say, "You're not supposed to be out there." And so Talia kind of gives you, for the first time, about this whole thing, she just gives a glare, but not one of I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life kind of glare, but more so is like, what, like, more afraid is what do you know, look. I'll go talk to your dad. And she just floats there quietly as she watches you and Mason walk towards the church and the Calavera brothers head to the forest as we officially are going to begin what exactly happened to Talia. And we'll see whether or not you our guys are successful in putting her to rest. This so is going to be fun. Does that mean the doctor and Luther are going to go see the girlfriend? I will ask them that at next session. If not, they can tag along with either team. as well so we can figure that all out but with that being said that's going to conclude this tonight's session right here it was a lot of chaos it was crazy i love the fact that max's magic move failed (laughs) it was so much fun (laughs) that's the beautiful thing about this game is even in failure you guys still managed to do amazing who owns this board game shop by the way danny Technically, Danny Danny's does. board game shop. That's I yeah. missed this, but that's all I missed. I guess I was like, I don't know who owns this place, but that's great, though. All right, <laughs> all righty. So, one thing that we need to do before we sign off for the evening is at the end of each session of Monster of the Week, there is a mechanic where, as a group, we answer four basic questions. And based on the number of answers of yes that we get for those questions determines how much experience everyone also gets. So this is one of my favorite parts because it allows Lorekeeper and players to collaborate together and ask for experience. This also was very fun to hear players try to argue. Technically, we did this. All righty. So let us review the four questions and see what happens next. So question one, did we conclude the current mystery? No, but we got into more involved with it where we know more. Okay, so that definitely helps. You guys did get more information, but the current mystery is still active. So that's unfortunately going to be a no. Question two. Do we get points for confirming there is a mystery? So here's how it works. If you get, if of these four questions, if we answer yes to one or two, each person gets one experience point. If we answer yes for three or four of these, or all four questions, each hunter gets two experience points. That's fine. You don't have to answer me every time. Sometimes I'm just being a jerk. Sorry, Mikey. 
<laughs> no, this is good for recording too because we're in the beginning phases. It's important oh. since most of you, minus a couple, like two of us, have never played Monster of the Week before. So I got to make sure. So, no on the conclude the mystery. Question two Did we save someone from certain death or worse? No. That uh, motherfucker's dead. I think I agree with JC on this one because that burrito would definitely <laughs> cause a fate worse than death. Yeah. <laughs> How's the little like, doing? How's the little dude doing? After it took a supernatural being to do it. Like, we might not have been able to do it on our own. Yes, I, that supernatural being was casted by our teammate. Yeah. I did say that it. the burrito was. Yeah, and I also will say that the burrito was also. I did mention the burrito was attached to the cooling mechanism, and it was just like not working, and it could have exploded the thing. Yeah. So I will say that is a yes. We saved Danny from getting a stomachache and his shot being blown to smithereens by what was the cause? A burrito in the freezer. Yep. So that is a yes. Question three: Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. All kinds of shit. We learned what? about the Arc Ego place, the Alt Ego. We learned about the being a the cult in the area, and that sometimes he can use magic and sometimes he can't. We learned okay. that, kids, that kids are still playing Foursquare outside, like it's the nineteen fifties. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Excuse me, that, it was still magic. Awesome. All right, so that's a yes for that one. And then last question: Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I failed too. It's okay. All this right. It's gonna be so, awful because I'm going to be using magic at every opportunity. This is yeah. so, so Max has a issue where it's a, it's he's on the wild magic scale where it goes right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it's gonna be great. That's the fun thing about being the spell slinger is you have access to all the fun stuff, but it's really dependent on the dies whether they want to give you the fun stuff or I get to choose what happens with the fun stuff. See, I got to talk to you about the fun stuff because if I have an artifact that is my thing, there's supposed to be some kind of quote unquote magic involved, right? Technically, yes, but we can we can talk about it off camera. What but goes wrong when magic thing does not work. If it has magical properties, then I will have you use magic. But if it's, we can talk about it because I can. I think what I'll say mechanically is if you use your runic gun, if you're just shooting to depending on the situation, if you're looking to just put lead into something, it'll be yeah. kick some ass. But if you're looking for the bullet is infused where it's like an EMP round where it, it implodes magically, I'll have you use magic for the gun instead of kick some ass. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. So with answering three out of the four question, each hunter gets to mark two experience. Yeah. Wait, do we level up when we get the check mark, or do we have to get an XP after? You have to get all five boxes checked, and then you get a level up. I wish I had failed one more roll. <laughs> honestly, in Monster of the Week, it's really easy to level up, honestly. Yep. Why would it have changed if you failed one more roll? I'd level up. Because, yeah, so once you check off all the boxes, you level up, and then you erase the boxes and start all over again. So all but of us collectively only have two dots. Two ticks. No. Max is almost because Max failed. He got to mark an experience. So he only needs one more in order to level up. And since Danny also failed, he's in the same situation. Did I fail? So when you I? fail something, you get two ticks of experience. You, get one. you only get one. I failed. But the place. two ticks come from answering the three out of four questions in the end of session questions. So they have a total of four ticks, though. I failed two oh. rolls. Yeah. Did I, I fail my donut? I failed donut burrito talking, right? Yeah. Like so I, you also so have experience. It's yeah, a reward so. for failing, for yeah. being fucking failures. And thank goodness, like I thank goodness, this was the lighthearted part. But now that we're in the investigation, failure could mean certain trouble for all the hunters, which is going to be a lot of fun. This fucking use magic list makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Honest, the spell slinger is great but that is going to conclude tonight's episode of Dusk of Vale when we come back next session our team is going to be splitting up and trying to investigate and learn more about the circumstances behind Talia's death what will her father preacher man father for Sitsa, have to say what awaits our Calavera brothers in the forest Will Jack ever get his phone back from Pete?
in order to figure answer all those questions, you're going to have to stay tuned for another episode of Desk Vale. Until then, from all of us here in Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until next episode, we'll catch you later. Ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.